And welcome to today's episode of The Enthusiast and Co. It will come as absolutely no surprise to anyone that I am thrilled about my guest today. Um, and that guest is Jamie Spafford, one of the co-founders of Sorted Food. Uh, Sorted Food are primarily, originally, they were a YouTube channel, but since that they've grown into so much more. They are an online community starting the conversation, continuing the conversation about food and cooking. Um, and when I say sorted food, we're one of the saviors of my lockdown. Uh, that is not hyperbole. Um, my sister, I mean, I say this in the interview, I told Jamie this, which will uh, embarrass my sister massively, but is that not your job as a big sister? Um, she's been watching them for most of the decade that they've been on YouTube, uh, in which they've amassed 2.4 million subscribers and over half a billion views, which is madness. Um, but she's been watching them for most of those 10 years. So I've always kind of peripherally been aware of them, but I started properly watching them uh, in February. Um, and it was cosmic timing because um, then a few weeks after, I don't need to tell anyone, obviously the world got very, very scary um, and having such an incredible back catalogue of cooking, which is one of my passions anyway, but such, you know, just friendship and community and so many amazing travels um, was just really, really lovely to have, um, as I say, when things seemed very, very scary and were very, very scary. Um, on top of that, it's just they are the ultimate enthusiastic heroes because you can just tell that they absolutely adore what they do. Um, and so it really, really was a pleasure to speak to Jamie about sorted food community enthusiasm um, and all of the brilliant things they have done and are continuing to do so i hope you enjoy this episode as much as i did and sorry amelia for embarrassing you well hello jamie spafford hello thank you for having me Oh my goodness, I feel like I had to full name you there because I feel like I was in one of the videos. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I am, well, I mean, I just said this to you in the green room, um, which I'm calling it to make it sound fancier than it is. Um, That's so but good. You, you made my lockdown, you and your pals made my lockdown so much easier. So thank you so, so much for coming on. It's an absolute uh, joy and honour to chat to you today. Oh no, thank you very much for having me. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Um, so for the uninitiated among us, could you please tell uh, my listeners who you are and roughly what you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a very good question. Uh, yeah, so my a name very is... broad question at the moment, I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, my name is Jamie Spafford. Uh, I'm one of the co-founders of Sorted Food. Um, we are a YouTube channel and online club, members, global members club, uh, that's been running for the last 10 to 12 years uh, and has basically all been around trying to teach ourselves how to cook uh, and share a conversation about food um, with the world. <laughs> you looked acquisitive then. You're like, well, with the world, we'll go with it. With the world. <laughs> sure, let's throw that out there. Um, so I first found you via my sister. I'm just going to publicly use this platform to shame her, as any big sister should do. Like every opportunity should be to embarrass your younger sister. Um, and she's been listening to you guys for like maybe seven out of the 10 years. Um and so I kind of grew up with your voices around the house, but not really know, because she's kind of of that age where everything's on an iPad. Like sometimes I'd walk into her room and she'd be on FaceTime with her friend um, and her friend would say hello before she did to me because they just used to like do nothing in silence together, which was very odd for me. Um, <laughs> you guys kind of fit into that remit as well. Um, but I only found you guys properly to my uh, shame in about February time, just before lockdown. Um, and then I've binge watched about three years of your stuff, joined the club, got packs, got books. <laughs> all since February um, Amazing. Because, yeah because I just really love I mean like food is a big passion of mine anyway but I really really love your 
um sorted approach to it in terms of like making it fun making it accessible um and kind of breaking down some of the barriers for it and just yeah making it really fun so um yeah I absolutely adore sorted um and so with that as our kind of like conversational segue um could you please tell the listeners what you're enthusiastic about at work um so I think what's become or what's been really interesting about the kind of the journey of sorted is that it didn't start as work it started as Mm. the thing that we were passionate and enthusiastic about and in a kind of in a formal sense it has become our job and it has become work but I still think it's not you know we work very very hard but it's not hard work do you know what I mean it's so you know, before Sorted uh, started, we were all at, we were all at university. We were studying different things. Um, I was in Bournemouth studying marketing, um, and it was Barry that had this idea. First of all, it was like, well, I can kind of hear all of you talking to each other and talking to me about um, you're eating rubbish. And you know, Ben was the only one in our friendship group who was a chef. He was the only one who knew how to cook, and actually being able to use his knowledge to help us improve uh, our own cooking um, whilst we're at uni seemed like a really good thing to do. And Barry kind of saw that this was happening and was like, look, there might be more people out there who need help and who might want to join in with this. Um, So him and Ben worked together to create some recipes and try and essentially create a book out of some of these recipes that was purely designed for students. Um, And we self-published it um, and, uh, we all kind of chipped in with our own bits. So because I was doing marketing, I was like, cool, I can d- write some of the copy. And um, Barry was a photographer um, at the time, and he was uh, sort of able to do the photography and the design part. Ben was obviously doing uh, the food and the cooking, but we all chipped in in our own sort of different ways. Um, and it became the thing that we were doing during evenings and weekends whilst we were finishing off our degrees. Um, and then when we went out, I say, into the real world to get real jobs, <laughs> um, it, it still became the thing that we were doing um, during the evening as a as a hobby. Um, it was just like, well, yeah. what else? What else could we do with it? And um, at some point, it felt like a good idea to pick up a camera and, and, and make some videos of the recipes that were in the book and some and some new recipes. Um, and it's just what we spent our evenings and weekends doing as a group of friends. We kind of do that and then go to the pub rather than just sit in the pub all the time. Um, <laughs> And I suppose as it's as it's grown uh, or as it grew um, to become more of a full time thing, it, and it got to the stage where like, well, actually we could give up our other jobs to to just do this. Um, that enthusiasm, that passion, was already there because we're like, well, this is our own thing. We've got a massive opportunity to turn it into something. We don't know what it is. We don't know where it could go. Um, and you know, we were we were very lucky. Um, Barry's dad um, was always sort of involved in different businesses and and he helped us out in those early stages um, with a bit of cash that actually allowed us not to um, have to try and turn it into a business too quickly. It just gave us room to play um, and grow the conversation. And so I think our enthusiasm and our passion has kind of carried from there to where we are now, halfway through 2020, as I'd like to say <laughs> fully grown up people um, right, as proper adults with families and things like that. And this is, this is our full-time thing. We have a team of, it's now a team of 17 of us in total. Um, and 
nothing's really changed from those early days. We're still having a conversation about food that we are just as passionate, if not more passionate about now than we were back then, because there's now millions of people joining in the conversation with us. Yeah, I love that as well. And I think that's so, um, that comes through so loud and clear in everything you do is that it is genuine, you know, kind of the, the business almost comes secondary in terms of like, first and foremost, it is friends having chats about food and about cooking. Um, yeah, and I think that's one of the many things that makes you guys so, so magic. What did Mike do at uni? Uh, he didn't go to uni. Uh, funny story. He um, stayed at our, he stayed at our school. He, um, he, he carried on as like a, a, a music and uh, drama tech or music and IT technician and then kind of worked his way up to becoming um, uh, a bit more of a music teacher. Right. So he, he was he was teaching kids. And, and so actually that experience was really valuable as well in terms of helping people and being able to communicate how we wanted to teach people how to cook, for instance. Um, yeah. And then he was also able to pick up all of his knowledge about music production and quite easily transfer it into video production. Um, and so that's where his kind of skills came from. It is incredible that you all had such useful skill sets for it without it being the thing you set out to do at uni, if that makes sense. Like, it's so weird that you, between your friendship group, you all had the skills anyway, and you were like, oh my God, wait, you're a photographer and you're a music teacher. And like, it's amazing how it all came together. Yeah, it was good. It's, um, somebody explained it like the Avengers uh, before, which was, which was quite... <laughs> And you were like, yes, I'll take them. It's <laughs> like, well, no, no. Well, yeah, okay, I'm fine. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, perfect. So you're saying I'm I'm Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah, okay, no, I do agree. <laughs> I, yeah, sure. I can take that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've been called worse. Um, and yeah, I feel like it's worth saying, so this um, is going to come out kind of mid-September, start of September. So hopefully we will be out of lockdown, but probably not. Um, and I think, how has it been kind of keeping that enthusiasm going over um lockdown I would like to caveat here as well that my brand of enthusiasm is not blind positivity like I'm not expecting you to be like it was great I loved it like you just got to roll with the punches um because it was pretty rubbish for a lot of us um but how was it I feel like after you know 10 years or so of meeting up with your friends weekly if not multiple times a week how was it to kind of translate that online in a pretty weird time when you've got to still be broadcasting to the world I guess yeah it was it was odd and it was it was really hard work actually because um, so yeah, as, as you say, we've kind of spent Monday to Friday, eight till six together, uh, for the last eight or nine years, kind of nonstop. Um, uh, and then when we go away traveling and, and, and do sort of stuff in America or Japan or wherever we've been, we're kind of living in and out of each other's pockets 24 hours a day. And so to go from, to go from that, uh, to then nothing was a, was quite a big, kind of shock to the system and it, it took a good few weeks to kind of work out how we all wanted to work together with the team that we've got who are helping us achieve amazing things with with the club and with the video production um and with the the food that's being created um trying to work out how that all works is it was a, a really big jigsaw puzzle um we kind of we kind of foresaw the uh the lockdown was going to happen and so we we the the team started the larger team started working from home the week before lockdown we based ourselves in the studio um for like three or four days we're like let's film as much content as we can um so that we've got some consistency and we've got um a good bunch of videos from the studio because we don't know what what's going to happen in terms of when we're going to be able to get back in there 
So we did that and um, that was kind of like our last hurrah. We kind of all left the studio on like a Thursday evening and we're like, cool, I'll see you soon at some point, <laughs> hopefully. Um, and uh, and so, yes, yeah, so that gave the sort of like the, the video production team a load of content to, to put together. And it also gave us time to then work out, well, how can we adapt what we do mm. um, so that it's relevant and so that we can start to spread those videos out in amongst other videos that we film remotely. Um, and, you know, Mike massively took that uh, on as a, as a really big project for him and our creative producer and, and, and that team. Um, they're like, cool, how can, we, how can we film from home? What does that look like? And so, like, two or three weeks later, a courier turns up at my door with tripods, cameras, lights... And I'm on the phone to Mike and he's going like, right, cool. So if you could just set those up and film yourself, we're going to deliver like a, uh, a restaurant delivery meal kit to you. Uh, if you could film yourself making that and then we'll be on Zoom with like me, you and Ebers and we'll all, we'll all talk together about what you've got and how you're going to make it. And then you go make it, film yourself making it, come back and then we'll eat it. I was like, do you know that on a filming day I turn up and make jokes and try to distract people as much as possible and then go home thinking I've done a good job. And now suddenly <laughs> I'm in charge of filming myself, making sure I'm in focus, making sure it's lit properly, making sure I'm in frame. So like there was a lot of adapting to do. Um, and like Mike was amazing through that whole process. Um, but it was, it was really hard because we, we you know, YouTube for us as a platform, the numbers, fell away um mm. advertisers um were uh weren't spending money on the platform so our sort of our ad income all dropped away a number of the big projects that we had planned for this year all got postponed um so we were stuck in this it's really hard time of trying to publicly be like cool let's you know we're we'll, we'll carry on filming let's make some good stuff let's help people um, and we did uh, Instagram lives every day um, for for a good couple of months and then sort of dropped them down a little bit as things started picking back up again. Um, but we're kind of like on the outside doing the, come on, we can do this. We can all be strong together. We're, we're an amazing community. And then on the inside being like, we don't really know what's going on either. Um, but it was quite helpful having both sides in a, in a weird in a weird way. Yeah, that makes sense. And um, on that note, I guess a lot of your kind of content has been travel, hasn't it? So in the previous years, definitely like all of your um, game changer stuff and all that amazing stuff. Um, is that something that you, um, I was going to say, is that something you're missing? That's a stupid question. I won't even ask that. Are you missing going to America for work, Jamie? Just as a question. Um, <laughs> but is that something that you kind of set out to I guess because it's become so much more than a YouTube channel hasn't it there's you know you've got podcasts you've got books you've got um, a community um, you've got recipes you've got all sorts um, did you ever envisage it becoming that or has it just kind of grown organically with that same enthusiasm that you started with just kind of doing things as they felt right yeah I think so having that enthusiasm you know right from the start having that passion around food and wanting to have a bigger conversation with people um, we never really knew where it could go. Um, and, you know, we, oh, this makes me sound really old, but we started on YouTube before being a YouTuber mm -hmm. was a thing. And 
horrible terms like influencers and stuff like that. It didn't exist and people weren't on the platform to become famous or make money or anything. We were there because it's where we were spending our time. We were watching other um, YouTube channels and we thought that looks like a really good, like it looks like we could have a really good time. So when we started putting videos up and we started to get comments from people that we didn't know, that was really exciting because, um, you know, we, I don't know, put up a, a video of a lasagna and we'd start to get comments from people that we didn't know telling us that we'd done it wrong and we should have done it like this. Or, you know, that's not how my grandma makes it. She puts milk into the ragu and that that kind of thing. And we were responding to the, the comments and suddenly these conversations were starting. I'm like, well, this is this is amazing. And we didn't really think too much of it because it's just, it was very natural for us. And over time, as that that grew, and we realised that there was this incredible kind of community coming together to to talk about food. It was only when we started hearing from other people, either within kind of the food industry, within the the media industry, telling us that you know that's really special. Not everyone can do that. That not many yeah. people have that. And we're like, oh, well, we don't really think that we're doing anything different. We're just talking people isn't that what we do um (laughs) and so at each kind of stage we've we've always been looking at well how can we grow this conversation how can we help people more not just from the four of us not just from the team based in in London but actually as a community how can we help each other to improve what we do around food um whether that's eating in whether it's traveling and eating out um whether it's finding inspiration people have so much knowledge from where they live and the cuisines that they know and the dishes that they know and love um that actually if everyone shares that information together we can create something incredibly special um so each kind of stage that we've got to has just been about well how can we how can we do that bigger how can we do that better without taking away from uh what makes sorted really special um and so yeah podcasts books apps none of them traveling none none of them were in kind of any sort of plan um they've just grown very naturally over time um and i imagine they'll continue to do so over the next few years as well hopefully yeah fingers crossed um <laughs> which leads us actually very nicely onto my next question which is what are you enthusiastic about um at play um and i use the term play because th- that question means basically what are your hobbies but i famously not famously I'm not famous but I have no hobbies and I hate the question what are your hobbies so what are your hobbies slash what are you enthusiastic about <laughs> um weirdly I'm, maybe it's weird I don't know I don't think it is weird let's say it I think my hobby like my my biggest hobby is my kids mm. like so it's better than somebody else's kids or you're definitely better than somebody else's kids my kids are my hobby um, <laughs> um because whenever whenever I'm working, that is, I, ha- I have kind of like my work world and then I have my home world. And my my world at home is made up of my family. Um, because if I'm not working, I want to be with my wife and my kids and I want to be doing stuff with them. And uh, I think uh, 
this isn't going to be like revelationary because I think a lot of people have found it throughout the last five months or so of being locked down, but you really realize how important that part of your world is when you are stuck at home with them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, And then you're trying to balance uh, work with home. And uh, it's, it's odd. I think when, you know, before, so our our studio is based in East London. Um, It's, I don't know, just under an hour for me to get there and, and, and to get home. So it's not a major commute, but, you know, it is a commute um, that, that I do every day. But as soon as I leave the house, I then go into work mode and I am I go to work. Um, <laughs> my work mode is very different from a lot of other people's work modes. Uh, but that, 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 that is what it is. And then, and then I'm out for the day and then I, I come home. Um, whereas now I kind of live somewhere in the middle always kind of halfway in between work and, and, and home mode because I know that the kids are only just in the, the other room. And that's been amazing. Like being able to go in and get a cup of coffee and have a cuddle or quickly play with some Paw Patrol toys or whatever it is. Um, that's been that's been amazing. And then I can go back to work. But there's no hour space in between being able to finish work and, 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 and go and see them. Um, and so what we've been trying to do more and more as we kind of think about well i suppose the new normal as everyone that's the term people seem to be using is, well how do we turn this into a, like a, a sustainable life kind of routine and that sort of thing um and so we've been doing lots of cycling and getting the kids out on their bikes and um uh, finn who is going to be three in november he's got a seat that goes on the back of my bike so we like to go out for a, a ride along the river and and stuff like that and so it's whatever we do it's it's lots of things but it's surrounding being with the family and being with the the kids and kind of making the most of that time because I've just had lots of people telling me that no one has ever had this kind of opportunity before of changing the way that you work um because yeah it yeah if you just decided you know what we're going to work from from home that would have been a major shift for anyone to do but when you're forced to do it and everyone's doing it it changes the rules completely so how do we now make the most of that um and uh and so yeah I've gone completely off topic but yeah my hobby and my kids it was it was all good chat I was gonna say actually um in terms of um do you do and I mean this is a question you must get asked all the time so sorry but has cooking for work stopped you cooking at home or like outside of work or has it only strengthened it um I think it's definitely, I think it's strengthened it. Like for me, it's a lot about the confidence of Mm. just knowing that, you know, I don't necessarily need to have a plan, but I can put a plan together very quickly and just cook something up and it will taste all right. Um, And having that confidence to do that has, has massively uh, helped me. Um, And also I think being more prepared to take on bigger, I say challenges, but Mm. cooking bigger things like, you know, do you know what? I'll cook Christmas dinner or I'll cook a roast or yeah. um, I'll man the barbecue. That's, that's fine. Like having that kind of thing has, has really helped. I'm sure my wife would also tell you it's made me really annoying that when she's trying to cook and I'm like, you, you probably don't want to do that because yeah, that's probably <laughs> interfering. 
If you can blame others, though, that's not you. That's exactly. Um, And then finally, what are you enthusiastic about in life? And so this is kind of a a wider question about, yeah, just generally life. And I feel like it's a very pertinent question for you, if I do say so myself as the interviewer, Um, because I think so many people who don't know sorted as well as they should do maybe would think that actually um you know the journey started from food and kind of the focus is food and whilst that is obviously kind of like the medium I think it's really clear in chatting to you and in watching your stuff that the the kind of the MO is much more about conversation and community so I wondered whether that was kind of what you were enthusiastic about in life or whether it was something else um I think people um Mm. people and their stories are things that we don't get to hear as much as we should and we've done a lot of it when we've um particularly when we've gone to visit restaurants or we've gone traveling we've we found ourselves in various cities across the u.s and you, you meet someone who has started their own uh their, their own restaurant or their food truck or something like that and you know how much hard work has gone into that and sleepless nights and what they put themselves through to be able to deliver an incredible product but the reason that they do it time and time and time again is because of their passion and their enthusiasm for whatever it is and you know we, we've we found some incredible people who have um uh, like in austin people that get up, get up at two o'clock every morning so that they can put um the brisket onto the smoker get the fire started get everything ready the, the, all of those kind of things and you, you kind of hear the stories of people where they've come from where they've been um what they're doing now and where they want to go and I think it's that kind of enthusiasm and passion. And I don't know, that really excites me. And there's there's been a few times we kind of like where we split up um, on filming days to go and visit different parts of the city. And we've met back up. I just remember this one time we were in uh, Kansas City. And um, I think Mike and I had been to a barbecue competition we've been to see uh, these people that have been there for 24 hours uh, with their uh, caravans and their smokers and they were doing like the most incredible barbecue um and it was amazing we kind of left there and went to meet up with um ben and barry who were at this restaurant and as we pulled up in the car park barry came running out it was like look you've got to prepare yourselves because this this is something special and it's like, Mike, you're going to need your camera. And suddenly you kind of feel this, there's this buzz and this is this vibe of like, this is something special. Come on, get get ready for this. And we walked in, uh, whatever day it was, like a Sunday, like one o'clock in the afternoon. And there is a full blown band playing. Um, there are people dancing around, singing along. Um, there's amazing food, people having drinks the guys had made friends with like four different people who couldn't believe that we'd come from England to this tiny little restaurant just outside of Kansas City. And you just like, you just find yourself in these moments that, you know, and people let us in to that mm-hmm. as well. And you know, that was a, a restaurant that had been recommended to us by somebody within the sort of community. It was like, if you're going to Kansas City, you have to go here. It's a little bit of a drive out of the way, but once you get there, it'll be great. And it was amazing. And we never would have found it otherwise. And so suddenly you kind of see this whole picture come together where the community have helped us find it. We now get the opportunity to share that with the wider community. Um, it's a independent local restaurant that could use support. So in a weird way, Sorted's now helping them as well. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're, we're all 
we're all on this planet together trying to get through whatever we're trying to get through and it's just it's amazing that you can start talking to people and you can open up a conversation and you can find out so much and you hear what other people are going through and it's i think it's that empathy part uh, th that i don't know that that really excites me i love talking to people and finding out their stories and um and seeing what their passions are as well and how how we can help them and how they can help us it's it's great i love that i mean if you ever need any tips for hull which is where i'm from just let me know <laughs> foodie capital or not um thank you so much Amy. i think that's a perfect note to end on um thank you so so much for your time it was such a pleasure to chat no no worries thank you for having me sorry for waffling thank you for listening to that episode of the enthusiast and co normally in this bit i tell you where you can find me on the internet but in my sheer excitement i forgot to ask jamie to tell you where to find him as well so i will do that now um you can find them on youtube at youtube.com forward slash c forward slash sorted food their website is sorted.club and on instagram that at sorted food um and jamie's is at jamie spafford um i am on the enthusiast.co on instagram my website is the enthusiast.co and i'm also on twitter if you want to come and say hey Hope you enjoyed the episode. Until next time.